Welcome to 239 Uncensored. Everything Southwest Florida and beyond with your host, Tim Jurett. This podcast covers it all. Real talk on issues from real estate to real crime. Join the discussion on hot topics to politics. Don't get left behind. Be in the know about everything Southwest Florida and beyond. Welcome, 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 239. I'm Sensitive Southwest Florida and beyond. And we got great guests on this podcast today. This is going to be great. We have Eric No, who is the vice president of uh, FOP Lodge 38 in uh, Naples, right? Welcome to the studio. And then we have Jesse Granisi, who is the president of the lodge. Think about the studio. You guys having fun? Is this kind of like a little bit different? Oh, Absolutely. totally different, but really nice setup here. You did a, you did a good job. Thanks. A little bit different than the police car that you drive around every day talking on a mic. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Well, first off, welcome. And and again, today's Veterans Day. We usually don't date our podcast, but if this comes out in a day or so, it will be. But I think it's it's very important to to bring that up. Veterans Day, thank the veterans for their service. And you know what? And I got to thank you guys. And I've been in law enforcement for a long time and I'm, I just finished up. And I'd like to thank you guys for what you do every day because people really forget, you know, we think Naples, right? Naples is a beautiful place, and it is. Yes. Collier yeah, County. Like, hey, not a whole lot happens in Naples. Well, people don't always know exactly what happens in Naples because we keep it not a secret. We keep the county and the city very good. And thank you, gentlemen. And thank you. Thank, thank you. you. And all your years of service as well. And I've known you for a long time. Yeah. You know, yeah. Picked me up in high school, and now here we are. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing I took you to jail when you were in high school, and I did. No, that was just a joke. Um, but no. Yeah, it was, it's great having you on today. So tell us a little bit about the FOP and what you guys mean and what you guys do, Jesse, you know, sure. in the community. And then obviously Eric can follow up with that. Absolutely. We're, we're set up as a nonprofit. We are actually a union. Uh, and our sole support is to make sure that the Naples police officers are taken care of. And uh, if there's anything that arises, we try to come around as a family to support all of our officers. And on the other side, the outreach side, we actually try to help any of the kids in the area. So we do a lot of support things with trying to raise money for children, whether it's during Thanksgiving, Christmas, back to school, or any other time that there's a need in the uh, community where we need to come together and support one of the children in the area. So you guys aren't just like these union guys from up north just trying to find a way to, you know, make money for yourselves, correct? And no. I'm not saying that's a wrong way to go, but <laughs> you guys you guys truly do a lot of different things and you you are a big a proponent for kids and things in yeah, the community. Exactly. I mean, our, our unions are vastly different than the unions up, uh, up in the north, and I'm sure Jesse can uh, relate to that. But uh, yeah, we're here for the people, we're here for the officers, but more importantly, we are here to help those in need, and we do a a lot of donating. I can't even go down the list. There's so many places we're giving money to. We had another officer who uh, his daughter was diagnosed with cancer and we, you know, donated a, a good amount of money to them to help out with that. We help out uh, with Sunshine Kids, etc. So we're really a uh, more of a public service. Yeah, no, I know you guys have, it's it's almost Thanksgiving, right? So yeah. you guys have some big things coming up for Thanksgiving, helping out families, things like that. Can you fill us in a little bit about that? Yeah, the first thing we're going to be taking off with, uh, we're working on our Thanksgiving dinners for families in need and we're 
uh, we're partnering up with Naples Fire Department, IAAFF. I don't know what their uh, union number is, but the city of Naples Fire Department, and we're going to be handing out turkeys to families that are in need. And with that, will be the entire dinner they can they can make. It'll be a frozen turkey, you know, and then all the all the stuff that goes along with that. So we're uh, we're working on getting that finished up. But if anyone uh, knows of a family that's in need, they can get a hold of us. You guys have our information, and we'll be more than happy to help them out with that. Additionally, on Thanksgiving, we'll be delivering hot meals to uh, to the elderly that don't have anybody really in their life. And a lot of people don't think about that in Naples is, you know, it's very wealthy and everybody's got somebody, but which really isn't true. We have a lot of uh, elderly folk who are alone and by themselves. So we like to reach out, make sure that they're okay. And uh, we'll take care of them and give them a hot meal as well. Yeah, no, that's great. And I'm going to put the information, contact information in the show notes. So when you hear the podcast, if you know somebody, you know, in, in Collier County and preferably in the city, but you know, we'll, we'll probably pick that up at the sheriff's office if, if we needed to. We just don't want anybody to go without. But to your point, I mean, we have people living in Naples and, and you know, we think of Naples as everybody's got money, right? Right. Where right. are you from? You're all rich. No, we're not. Right. But there's elderly that, you know, even during Christmas, Thanksgiving, that they're lonely, they're there. And you, you told me a story of, of a lady that you went to a call, I believe, and a little bit interesting. Fill us in on that. Yeah, she was, she was one of, not an original to Naples, but she was in, you know, one of our condos down by the beach area when everyone thinks that, like, oh, this is luxury. But I'm going to tell you, the apartment was probably the size of this room that we're sitting in right now. Um, and we got there as a welfare check and she uh, had no power, she had no water, and she was basically living in a uh, little hot box. So as she was uh, in there, and, and she was suffering from a little bit of uh, medical conditions as well. So we got in and worked on uh, getting her out of there, contacting what we could for family. And then uh, once we got a hold of that, they helped us get her placed somewhere. So now she's actually out of that unit and her family's got stepped up and started taking care of her. But they really didn't know because no one's heard from her because she didn't have power, electric, water, phone, any of that. So really picked it up there and, and helped somebody in need, which is really what we're about. You know, everyone thinks, you know, the police are out here to catch you speeding at uh, 730 in the morning. But that's not that's really not true. We're here to help everybody and it's all for a purpose. Yeah. And that kind of goes in line with, you know, law enforcement profession, fire, public safety. I mean, realistically, we we're here to service. Others. We, we service others. And, and like you said, a good point. We like to catch a bad guy when they do bad things. But I'd say the majority of the work, we're out trying to solve problems, you know, help people. Yep. And, you know, if that bad guy does come through your community, I think the majority of us want him out anyway. So that's kind of what we're all, that's what we're all about. And I think if we can, you know, bring that trust and bring that confidence in with, with our folks in the community, it really, really helps. And I, I know Naples PD does a great job with that. One of, one of the things we are is we're a destination town. So when people come, they want to stay here. They want to feel safe. And we are more of a community policing based police department. If real crime comes to the city, we have we have the capability and we do take care of it. But at the same time, most of the time, we're just merely a presence, smiling, shaking hands, trying to uh, make everyone feel comfortable, including our residents. We go above and beyond from what most police departments do in the area, especially for our residents. That's one thing that is notable about the city of Naples. Yeah, and I think, you know, having the experience with Naples PD and Collier County Sheriff's Office, I mean, I think the reason why, probably 90% of the reason why Naples is so successful is because it's law enforcement, it's public safety, fire, EMS, all the way through. It's a great place to live. We, we got all that down. I mean, we're this place is safe. I mean, who wants to come to a place that's not safe? And things that you guys are doing at Naples PD, the, the lodge stuff that you guys are doing, if you find somebody in need, you know, working with the kids, building that trust, I think all that can't measure. To add to that, 
for the fire department during COVID. Uh, fire Station One, they had one heck of a setup there and they had they went to town. They, they worked extra hours. People were uh, coming together and they really ran a successful program with, with the testing in that area. So I agree. The first responders in Naples in general, we all go above and beyond. Yeah, it's it's, it's a proud thing, everybody. In the 239, I know up in Lee County, they have similar things and, you know, even beyond. So I really think that law enforcement in general kind of gets a bad rap sometimes not knowing all the things. And sometimes it's our own fault because we don't tell people what we're doing. Right. That's why, you know, when we discussed about you coming on the 239, right, let people know what we're doing. You know, that's what it's all about. It's it's great. I like the, I like the holiday season, right? So you got, we just finished Concord Halloween. Oh, yeah. We got Thanksgiving <laughs> coming up. Then we have Christmas. And you guys have a, another thing you guys do, uh, Santa with a badge. Tell us a little bit about that. So Santa with a badge is uh, basically a program. It's been running for three years now. We basically get a list of kids in the area that are uh, less fortunate or their families are in need. So we basically set up a program where we have somebody in a Santa suit and specifically Santa. That would be Santa. I'm sorry. We have Santa. We have an adult audience here. We're good. <laughs> yeah, we have, we have Santa come. <laughs> yeah, Santa come. <laughs> uh, this year, uh, it will be on December 4th. We're going to set up, have Santa come and uh, give out presents to the children in need. We go to the local schools. We uh we petition the shelters in the area. We try and find out who is really in need. And then uh, we try and get a wish list. And as long as it's within reason and we can get the products, uh, we try to uh, make them have a happy Christmas. We will uh, spend approximately $300 per child. And we've never had to turn anyone away. So we we spend some decent money in on the program. I believe last year we spent close to 40000 Yeah, it was close 40, to that. Close to $40,000 on the program. And this is all private solicitation. We, we ask for donations. Obviously, on a police officer's salary, we can't fund it, but um, we try to get solicitation to come in and donate some money so we can have a successful program. Yeah, you know, and there's a lot of kids, and I knew when I grew up, I didn't have a ton of money, but I always had gifts, right? I had some, something for Christmas. Some of these kids, I mean, that's what they get for Christmas, you know? And, and I've, I've actually, you know, shopping with a cop where a kid's supposed to get his own gifts, but he gets gifts for his brother, his sister, because he exactly. feels bad. Yes. So so any little thing that we can do to help these kids, you know, and make it make it a little bit brighter, because I think it's going to be tough times coming up. You oh, know, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And, and uh, we do carry on to the family as well. So once there is a child who is identified, you know, if the family says, "Hey, we have two or three, can you help us?" We don't turn anyone away. So absolutely, even this if this child is an older child in in middle school, high school, something, everybody needs to have a Christmas. Everybody needs something. So we're not going to turn anybody away. If they need help, we will help them. No, and that's great. And I think that that needs to be you know brought to the forefront because, like I said, law enforcement sometimes gets a bad rap, but you guys are doing a lot of things behind the scenes often, not looking for, you know, a lot of no. glorification, but just let people know that, hey, we, we do these things, you know, yeah. as a lodge, you know, as an agency, Absolutely. and that's important. I know you have a really cool idea. You have this car raffle. That's something you guys are doing. Now, this is with the F FOP, right? Correct? Car, car, car raffle. Yeah. Fill us in a little bit about how that's going to work. That's going to be cool. I think I'm going to have to get a ticket. Oh, absolutely. So we're going to start working on this. What we're going to do is we are going to end up purchasing a vehicle from uh, a local dealership. You know, we're looking at a few in town, but, you know, maybe a new Corvette, one of the new Porsche. We've looked at uh, Range Rover and Jaguar as well. <clears throat> I don't think we're going to auction off a Bentley. So hey, come sorry, on, sorry, sorry about that one. <laughs> But, you know, we're looking to spend, you know, some decent money on a vehicle. And we're going to sell uh, tickets to it. There'd be 3,000 tickets capped out at that, $100 a ticket. 
and you got a one in 3,000 chance to uh, to win a brand new car. Taxes paid for by the lodge. So uh, any money that we do make off of this, again, it does turn back around and come back into our charity fund, basically, that we use to help support the community throughout the year. And you can see how much, uh, you know, stand up with a badge right there it can cost 40 every year. It goes up. So maybe 50, you know, $50,000. It, it goes quick. So anything we do make does stay with us and goes back into the community. And that's what uh, we're looking to do this year. So we're just in the planning stages of that right now. We have some guys working on it. We haven't got the vehicle nailed down completely yet, but we do have a few dealers that are very interested. And it will be open to anybody who wants to, uh, to purchase a ticket. They can contact us and we'll have stuff up on our uh, Naples FOP website where you can guys can uh, purchase or contact someone to purchase a, a, a ticket. Yeah. And that's good to mention that what the money goes to, right? So it goes back into the charity. It's not like, you know, you're taking the money and, Divide it between the lodge and that type of thing because people do get concerned about where those monies go, but it goes right back in. And like you mentioned, that you know, just a Christmas um, Santa with a badge, the cost of something like that, you know, is goes up. But if it goes right back to a good spot, it's it's a great thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, you can see I don't take any uh, any money from the deal here. I drive a 2004 <laughs> Chevy Silverado pickup truck. So I'll trade with you. I need so. to move some stuff. <laughs> no, that's good. Now let's talk a little bit about law enforcement in general okay so i know you guys have needs here in naples at naples and in collier but i think generally in general it's been real difficult the last five or ten years to recruit law enforcement i know ever since probably i would say 2015 it's been tough to get Very. law enforcement so fill us in a little bit about you know what the fop's pushing what Naples PD is trying to do and what you'd like to envision and like to see with recruiting and retention, you know, at the, at the department or at the agency. Right. So just so with retention alone this year um, at Naples police department, we have lost 14 officers and that, yes, and, it is due to and like, what's the size of your agency. Uh, we have 72 sworn, which okay. that also includes the chief of police, the two assistant chiefs and our lieutenants. So, they're doing, you know, more of the the back behind. See so about fifty work. people out, right, hitting so, the roads for the most part. Mo for the most more part, more. Yeah, yeah, more than. And um, so we lost fourteen total this year, and on average is about five or so that we that we account to lose just to, to attrition, retirement, etc. And um, we are losing them because of that, but there's also other reasons that we're losing people, and that would be they're finding a much uh, a better salary and benefit package at uh, neighboring agencies. And uh, these neighboring agencies are having the same problems that we're having as recruiting people, so they're not turning anybody down. They see somebody come in the door, and they're like, absolutely, come with us, and they're leaving just for that, for those better benefits and pay. I can't really uh, blame them. Naples yeah. is very expensive to live in. Southwest Florida is very expensive to live in, and you know they're trying to take care and bring up families, and I completely uh, empathize with, with uh, what they're doing. Yeah, and I think, like, if you want to have... Okay, so we go out as community leaders, politicians, and tout Naples. We tout it as world-class, right? Exactly, exactly. We, there's a reason why it's world-class. We need to pay our people a good wage so they will stay. It doesn't... This 2%, 3% thing is not going to cut it. There has to be something drastic to attract people... To come here and right. stay here and work here. We all know that law enforcement, we're not trying to all be, you know, millionaires the first day, no. but you got to, but you got to pay our people to stay teachers, fire police. We, we need to do that. So something, what, what do you think? What's it going to take Eric and, uh, and uh, it, it's Jesse? Gonna, it's going to take the city of Naples really to step up. 
the, uh, the council members need to step up. They need to realize what's going on with their first responders in the community. Not only them, but we got to think about the other, uh, the other employees of the city as well. They're in the same boat as all we, we all are. Last year uh, alone, our inflation was 5.8 or something close to that. So when you're offering an employee a 3% uh, raise, um, we're still losing money. In the whole two. Right. <laughs> right. At least. At least. Right. On, on top of raising medical benefits. Right. Yeah. Medical went up another 5% again this year. So, so we're actually in the whole 7%. Yeah. Yeah. You know, fa a family is paying about $5,000 for, uh, for medical insurance where there's other agencies that just take care of that. That's not even something that's thought of. Um, I know the fire agencies at uh, greater Naples and, and, uh, was it North Naples? They take care of their, uh, yeah. You know, yeah, they take care of, uh, paying for that for their, their firefighters. And well, why, why can't you do that for us? You're self-insured. You're a large, large city and um that will help you retain people that will keep people here show that you appreciate your people yes it's great to hear yep i appreciate you and you're a great employee let's have a pizza party and an ice cream social well that doesn't pay fpl i tried that right yeah you know? thanks for the plaque yeah we, we appreciate the plaque and the recognition but and the reality is though something something has to happen right because so right now on your agency how many positions and available within the agency uh somewhere between 11 up to 14 depending on what kind of numbers you're looking at and it's that's a smaller agency and that's a huge number yeah so we've we've really had to pull from our other specialty departments our you know traffic division we had to pull uh pull the motors off our cop division that's been pretty much cut down to a couple couple guys now running the whole all five sectors where you had five guys and one each, in each yeah one in each sector so they're getting drugged through the uh, stretched thin and, and really beat up on, but they're trying to do their best and we're still offering the, the white glove service. You know, and then there's just some other de departments inside of a police department, if you can imagine, that have been uh, shut down due to the fact that we don't have enough people and patrol is the number one position for for our residents. Backbone for any agency. Exactly. Yeah. So we have to pull from that. And well, if people call 911, you need to have an officer there. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. our dispatchers are going through the same problem we are right now as well. They're looking at people leaving, going to different agencies out of state. And uh, they, they, I think there are four or five uh, dispatchers already short. And I think they have 12 total. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a big hit for them as well. And I, th and I, I think you guys will agree, you know, we are continu continuously being asked to do more with less, right? They throw more stuff on you, right? Throw more stuff on you. You're able to probably do that for a period of time. I think you'll agree. Yeah, we can do that. We can. But what happens is that wear factor, right? Where you get wore down. You get wore down. And, and you go, and there's people probably going to work when they probably shouldn't be at work, maybe if they're not feeling well, because they don't want to leave their their partners and, and their shift hanging, right? Exactly. I, would, I would think that would be a problem. I know... You know, we run into that. We have minimum staffing. And the thing is, with law enforcement, it could be a very quiet night. It could be a very quiet night. But you still need to have people out there because one incident one could change your world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? So that needs to be pushed upon. Because I think what happens is, and I'm, you know, being honest, people say, well, the crime rate goes down. Naples is good. Crime rate's good. And everything's good. So what politicians if you will or the people that have the purse strings say well things are going good i don't understand crime rates down but they don't understand the basics of law enforcement where you need it's 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 like playing soccer right 
if you leave the goal open, right? Okay, it's going to be problematic. Exactly, yes. and and yeah. I agree. Yes, our our crime rates. If when you do look at the numbers and through UCR, etc., it does show a trend down. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it. We're it's going up. But with that being said, with a lack of these officers on the road and the lack of reports now being made because there's no off the officers that are on the you know. We can't go and, and, and set up on um, and do drug stings anymore. We can't set up and do um, major traffic enforcement where we're catching proactive enforcement. Yeah, where, where you're catching people where the crime rate would be going up. We can't have, you know, as many people undercover driving neighborhoods looking for the burglars and looking for any other crimes going on. So I kind of attribute those hand in hand with each other. Yes, it's going down, but is it going down because it's a non, you know, it's not being reported or, you know, and, and no one's seeing it. Versus when we're out proactively patrolling and we got enough people to cover everything and we have all the special units open, we can dig down and spend a little more time really digging into our neighborhoods and finding what the real problems are. Right. You know, we're offering our services. We're still there. There's still police on the road. Um, but it's uh, like you said, they're, they're getting tired. Everyone's wearing out. There's a lot of overtime during um, holiday seasons. Fifth Avenue South, they've been affected by, you know, having to cancel a couple events because we just can't staff them. I think what happens is, is, you know, overtime's good, make a little money here and there. But the problem is, is you, you get burned out. Exactly. You get yes. burned out. We, have, we run into the same thing. And then people don't understand, you know, when we have, we have deputies and officers doing these details, multiple details, and not getting proper rest. It's almost like a ticking time bomb, right? You got, you got these people doing all these activities, and then eventually – the rubber's going to meet the road and it's going to be, yeah. it's going to be problematic. It really takes a hit on morale. You know, the overtime is great when it's there and it's not mandatory or when you don't have to work it. So what's happening now is we're getting to the point where everybody's just getting burned out. We run at minimums all the time. The shift I work, which is nights, we have been running minimums for the last three weeks. So if someone needed time off, we couldn't get it. Right. Uh, just recently, for example, obviously the union, the work I do with the union is separate from the police department. Uh, last week, I worked my regular shift at work and then put in an additional 47 hours of union work in because it is contract time. Uh, we're putting together all these programs for Thanksgiving, for Christmas, et cetera. I, like, I look to take some time off and I can't. So it's, I'm literally doing this in my spare time, which leaves me now no spare time for my wife, for the things that I, I have to do in life. So... Um, you know, so it, it definitely takes a hit on your life. And I'm very similar to other employees when they can't take off for kids' birthdays, et cetera. You know, it takes, it's a real hit to the morale. So yeah. overall it is a, it is an issue. Yeah. And I think somebody, and, and I know chief Weschler well, I mean, I, I think he's, he's, you know, trying to push, but I think with you guys getting the word out and at some, some point people have got to be heard and i think that's that's going to be crucial and and people that live in naples and and like i said we not everybody lives in naples is tons of money right exactly. but people come to naples florida with an expectation they're going to be safe it's going to be nice and to be quite honest with you the majority of those people are willing to look at you guys and say we're world-class we want world-class public safety let's Correct. let's pay these people Exactly. Okay, let's pay these people. So, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of preaching from a different standpoint. You know, I live in the county, but the reality is when you go down, when you go, when you leave Tampa, I live in, in Collier County, right? But no one knows the difference, right? They, they yeah. live in Naples. When you leave Tampa, you start seeing signs that say Naples, Florida. 
mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You leave Miami, you see signs that say Naples, Florida. No matter where I go, and I go to a lot of places, I travel, and I tell them I'm from Naples. Everybody's like, oh, Naples, that's great. It's beautiful there. We want to keep it that way. Exactly. Yep. Ladies yep. and gentlemen, let's keep it that way. And you guys fight hard. You need to have people, and you need to have people that come to Naples going, yeah, that's a cool, that's a cool-ass agency i want to work there and that place is badass and we have a lot going for us so i think that's very important right and, and we're truly really trying to get that out there and you know like you said we're in the middle of our, our uh, contract negotiations right now and they um they started out pretty pretty bad they, we've since moved up a little bit but uh, still nothing that we can we can say yes and, and move forward on um there's a few issues that are with officers and sergeants that we're having with our contracts where uh, there's people, you know, officers that are making more money than, than sergeants and new sergeants making more money than a sergeant who's been there for 11 compression, years. Compression, right? It's called, yeah, compression, and it's horrible. Um, so we're trying just to fix this wage compression. And then everybody who comes here, and uh, I just sat on an interview board, and the main question you get from these new people who want to work for us is, do you have a career path, a.k.a. a step plan? And we just say, well, we're, we're working on it. And they're like, well, top pay is, we'll throw a number out there, $75,000 for a patrol officer. How do I get there? And you just look at them with a blank stare and you go, honestly, you don't. You don't get there. So we're really pushing to have that career path. So these officers come in, these, these young families, they know where they're going to be. And obviously, Naples is very expensive. They want to be here, but they need to know where they're going to be you know, next year, year five year 10 so they can make their life plans you know if they plan on having more children or whatever everybody needs to have some sort of career path to know where they're going to be and uh, that's really what we're asking asking from the city is that they just did a uh, salary study before our our negotiations had started and um, we tried getting a copy of it and obviously it's a, it's a work product of the city so right to make it a little difficult for you we can't get it um however uh, the document was leaked. Um, the document was leaked. It got around. People got a hold of it. And um, their numbers that they had on their salary study pretty much matched up with the FOP's numbers from surrounding agencies because we do our own salary comparison. We'll pull contracts and we'll find out what everybody else is making, what their benefits are. And we pretty much all came to the same conclusion, both FOP and the city, that uh, we're anywhere from 15 to 20% paid under median. Under, I have no doubt. Under average. Average. City of Naples is not average. No, we're not average. This is a world-class city, and it's not average at all. And we're asking, and you know, we're, uh, we're paid, the only person paid lower than us right now is Fort Myers PD. So we need to pump them up, too. We do. We need to take care of our brothers yeah. up there in Fort yeah. Myers. Yeah. They do a great job, They're, and they got a lot, lot going on up there, and they really they yeah. need help. And, yeah. And, um, you know, if they reach out to us, maybe we can help them out as well. Yeah. But uh, obviously, we got to take care of home first. And uh, that's what we're looking to do. We're looking just to, to make it right, make the officers. And we're not asking to be at the top, to the top number. We're not asking to be number one in the area. We're just asking to be, you know, we want above average because we're not average. And the, thing, the services that we provide, the white glove service, it's all stuff that these other agencies really can't provide to their people. And we do, we go and do so much more, you know, from above and beyond, above and beyond. And we're just asking, you know, please compensate us as, as we need to be. We give you this service 
now please pay us for this service so it's you know we can still well we want to be able to keep people here we're not just gonna try to make anybody rich so anybody getting into law enforcement obviously doesn't plan on getting rich because right. you're not going to become a millionaire just off of an officer's salary but at the end of the day uh what's going on is the people against us or the counter argument is um that this is happening everywhere this is systemic throughout the united states they're calling it the great retirement or whatever they call it um at the end of the day people are leaving other states to come to florida we are being inundated with applications from new york new jersey connecticut washington state all of these other places illinois we're getting bombarded with these applications and they're leaving those areas but they're coming here and any of the departments in the area that pay properly, um, such as Cape Coral, Boca Raton, they are actually uh, full. They don't need to hire anybody. Uh, I believe Cape Coral just um, okayed 15 new positions, and they're filling them up. It's the departments that are not paying properly. Naples should be where Cape Coral's at, if not higher. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I love Cape Coral, but come on. But instead, we you know we are. We are 20% below the median. Frustrating. It is very frustrating. Our, our starting salary is 10000 below Cape Coral. Yeah, we got to get that up. So I mean, we got to get that up. But then just that's just salaries. Then you throw in um, your, your uh, pension and your medical benefits, and it's even worse. We are the, the low, one of the lowest paid, the worst medical benefits, and the worst pension program in Southwest Florida. Actually, in South Florida. We have horrible benefits. You, we can go to other agencies like uh, Collier County, get better benefits and pay half the price. Our pension, we have to work till we're 60 years old. Nobody wants to be a cop running around at 60 years old. Uh, these are all things that add to the problem of not only just the pay, but we have the health benefit program as well as the pension. Yeah, and I think I want to add in, and I'm, I'm going to do this for you, but I want to add in. It's not that you're not proud of your agency, right? It's no, nothing to do it. with that. You guys, you guys want to stay, you, exactly. but you got to, but you got to take care of your families. So I have the, I'm capable of going anywhere I want to go. Right. You got background. You got, uh, with my background, yeah. I can go anywhere in the state. I choose to stay in Naples because I love the residents. I love Naples in general. I knew I wasn't going to make the most money in Naples, but I chose to stay there. Um, just because it, it was a place that I can work and be happy. But now it's turning into where we're falling behind the eight ball and it's not so fun anymore. And I can leave tomorrow and go to another agency and make $20,000 more a year. But to me, it wasn't all about that because I retired from up north. I have a pension. I have my medical benefits. So some of the other things don't affect me that affect the younger officers. But how can you come into Naples, Florida and start a family on the current law enforcement salary? It is impossible. I'm going to look at the camera and I'm going to say, Naples, Naples, city of Naples, you need to step up, take care of your public safety, your police, fire, and take care of them people because those are the people taking care of you. And if we let that slide just a little bit, we are going to have problems in the future. Take care of our people. Let's do it. Exactly. So Absolutely. You know, you said we're a destination place and... uh the East Coast during COVID uh, found our, our our little uh, our little jewel over here that we had hidden away pretty good for a while, and <laughs> yeah, and uh, now we have. I mean, yeah. No offense to the, to the East Coasters, but you know they're coming over yeah. here because their sea hound is 
on the East Coast and they want to be yeah. part of the West Coast. They want yeah. to be part of this, this beautiful area over here. And we're getting a lot, a lot of people. And it's not just the, the residents of the city, but it's those who visit the city, you know, uh, we'll go out on Fifth Avenue for dinner. Tim, you go out on Fifth Avenue and have a Oh, nice yeah. Dinner. I can really yeah. afford it there. Yeah, can I have ice water, please? Yeah. <laughs> please, I'm going to Fifth Ave. Can I have ice water, please? Yeah. Do you want bubbles? In yeah, bubbles, yeah. That's an extra 50. Expensive bubbles. But, uh, you know, what we're getting, everybody's coming down to enjoy the beaches. We have all the beaches, basically, in, in, in Collier County for the most part. Yeah, you guys are where and, everybody goes. You know, we are a destination. Everybody comes here to the mall, and they want to want to have a good time. Well, Yes, we have a huge influx of people coming in. You know, we don't have the proper officer per person ratio even to cover that of something. Yeah. yeah. Well, and my point was before, and I think I may even get off. It's like when you see the size from Miami, it's Naples, Tampa, Naples. Okay, so people are might live in Collier, but they're coming to enjoy Naples. So those people are coming to the city of Naples, but you do not have the infrastructure for the capacity, the law enforcement, the public safety you know, all that capacity because people come and they were going downtown. We, we had the same same situation in North Naples, you know, North Naples substation. Oh, yeah. You got to man that, or I, I should say staff it, it's a better word. We got You got to staff that for a lot of people because everybody from the county is going to Mercado, Vanderbilt, turnaround, and you guys have it tenfold. You got Fifth Ave, Third, you got the beach, you got all that stuff. So we, we just got to keep that all in mind. It's It's just huge. Yeah, unfortunately, Absolutely. you know, Naples is uh, it's growing as much as people don't want to think it is or they want to keep that small right. town feel. My family's been here in Naples within the city and outside of the city for about 70 years now. Right. Right. And um, I, I've been with the Naples Police Department. In, and in you're 65 yeah, at least. <laughs> Looking good. <laughs> Looking good. Looking good here. You know, but I've been doing this with, you know, with Naples Police Department since Long. I was like 14. I know. I remember. Explorer program. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I have a vested interest. Yeah, in the city you, of Naples you love your agency. In the agency. Yeah, so you love your agency. I just want to see the best for everybody. We've got a little bit of time left. Let's talk a little bit about city council, right? Or council in general and your city government. How do we want that to run? I or think who it's... Who are we looking at? Uh, who, yeah, I mean, obviously, we still... Um, we, we find the way it works right now with the city manager and council system, uh, with council giving direction to the city manager as a whole, you know, it works out great. Uh, we have a couple guys now that are running and gal who are running for uh, city council positions. And the uh, FOP has spoke with a few of these people, not all of them yet. We're still reaching out to the rest and we're deciding who we think really should be backed in there. And I know Ian Rudnick was on, on your show not too long yeah, ago. Ian, super guy. Ian, great guy. Um, you know, he sold and sold some of my houses and I bought some from him. Sorry. But <laughs> yeah. Thanks. You should be my friend. No. Um, yeah, so I mean, we're backing Ian 100% on this. He's um, he's got the right frame of mind for what we need to do in in Naples, and he's he, he's spot on. And I think having a younger voice on the board, somebody who has a young family who lives in the city, who's worked for the city as long as he did, knows what the problems are and knows where it needs to be fixed and things need to be worked out. Versus you know somebody who comes in who you know just came down from uh, New England or wherever, and they've been here a year or two, and they decide to run for the board, and they really don't have the whole picture of the city itself. They just have really an idea of their agenda of what they want done. And um, we're, we're not looking for those kind of people. We're looking for people who are going to actually continue with the Naples tradition. Listen. So one of the things... Take, uh, take suggestions. Go ahead, well, sir. one of the things I was going to say about Ian is um, what he brings is a sense of common sense back to the area. We all know common sense is not really common anymore. And I think that the current council has gotten away from that. They're, 
they're not really using common sense when they make some of these decisions. And I'm not even talking about first responders. Just in general, we've watched all of their meetings. Uh, it's like a clown show. It literally is. And we need to get away from that because that is not how a, a city should be run. And I think world-class city, a world-class city. Absolutely. So I think one thing Ian will bring is a sense of common sense back to the city and logically make decisions and will put us back into that world-class level without all of the nonsense that's going on now. Yeah. I had a chance to speak with Ian and, um, on the podcast, super guy. And not because he's in law enforcement, obviously we support that type of thing, but I think he, he knows the beat, right? He knows what's going on and you have to have the heartbeat of the city, right? To ha and, and I think that he's the type of guy that if you give him a call and, you know, ask him some questions, he's going to respond back to you and, and vice versa. He's going to listen. Absolutely. And I think that's important. And, and I think the, you know, and not to get into the whole age thing, but I think it's good to have a perspective from, you know, a younger type person that kind of can see some of the future. Um, my producer, Diana, she's here. She's 21 years old. She runs the whole show. She does a great job, but she tells me a lot of things that I learned so much from. And she's like, let's try it this way. And, you know, I just think it's a different perspective instead of always doing the same things over. And like you said, I think if people are running with the wrong objective, if they have some personal thing that they want to get through, then they, they want to run. That's, I don't think that's a good thing. You got to look through the whole, whole perspective of how you want the city to be and look in the Absolutely. future. So we're just looking for the support of our council. Um, they can say they support us all they want until they're blue in the face, but, uh, actions, 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 actions mean more than that. We know there's a, there's plenty of money in the city of Naples, uh, salary savings alone last year, just off the officers that we were missing $650,000 went back into the city of Naples budget because we're, we didn't have those officers to pay. Right. right. Um, additionally at the end of the budget year, which was September 31st of this year in unused funds out of all the budgets and people say, Oh, great. We're, we're saving money, but in unused funds that were originally budgeted $21 million was returned to the city of Naples back to the general fund that went un, unused. That was in a budget. Well, I'm telling you right now what the, what the officers and sergeants of the city of Naples police department are asking for isn't that much. You know, we're looking at just under a million dollars stretched over three years. So it's, it's not a big number. It's not a lot of money. You know, the first year alone, they'll take a little bit of a hit, but it's not even a hit because we're still about $300,000 maybe in the first year and then stretch the rest over the, over the other, other two years for us. So the money's there. Yeah. Um, respect us, pay us, and uh, you'll get much, you know, much better applicants and you'll get much, much more retention. But uh, right now we're just having people leave left and right. We have new guys who just started two weeks ago and one's already three quarters away through uh, an application process with Cape Coral and he's gone just as soon as they say come aboard because yeah. and that's expensive. Onboarding. That's, that's big money. Onboarding, onboarding yeah. is very it's expensive. expensive. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, I'd like to thank you guys for coming in. Anytime you're always welcome. Doors always open. And uh, it's fun. Yeah, it's good. Absolutely. And I love to get the word out to everybody. Um, obviously, I'm a little bit partial to law enforcement, but I, I really respect what you guys do and, you know, the, the way you guys are trying to push it and, you know, all that stuff you do for the community is fantastic. So I appreciate Thank you it. so much. Absolutely. All right. 239 Uncensored, everything Southwest Florida and beyond. And we always go, we always say we're out. So let's run it again. 239, everything Southwest Florida and beyond. We are out. out. Good job, guys.
please make sure to download and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And don't forget to like and share on social media. This has been a Studio 239 production. That was fun.